Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined as ever by our very own Greg Browning. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, well, thank you. Good to be back. Yeah, we had a wee break last week due to the international football and I think I speak for the nation when I say that we are glad to see the back of the international football break. At least that's us until the Euros, I think. So it's domestic football all the way from here on in. Yeah, international football can fuck off, really. Um, <laughs> just terrible, absolutely terrible. The last, um, well, the international break from what? Last Wednesday, we had a full seven days of international games. I think it was what Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and it wasn't a happy hunting ground for us, which is really disappointing after such a good march. So I think I need to reassess tactics um, for the next international break. Yeah, I think just general international breaks, you just don't do it for me at all. No, it's really tough. I think looking at the results, I think last night summed it up. North Macedonia going to Germany and winning two one. I think they were, what, 22-1 to 1 to win last night? Yeah, something like Macedonia. Um, I looked at card markets over the piece and some of the usual suspects delivered, but some didn't. And I must admit, I'm just delighted to see the back of it. We've got the business end of the season now in Scotland and England and Europe. And obviously, we've got Belarus back as well. And we've got Norway coming back, which David will speak about in a second. Yeah, so domestic action is back. It's the Scottish Cup third round weekend in Scotland, which normally takes place kind of at the start of the year, uh, but nothing is normal this season. Uh, so we're delighted to be joined all the way from Norway, as you say, by David Weatherston. Um, and David, you made an appearance or two in the Scottish Cup yourself, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, more than a, more than a, a few, I guess. I guess I would have <clears throat> made uh, what eleven seasons or something. But yeah, it's. Uh, it's an interesting lineup this week in the Scottish Cup, but it is good to have the domestic football back because, yeah, I mean, I'm a Scotland fan um, because, I, yeah, I never really had a club that I supported. So I've always been a big Scotland fan. So it's, it is nice to see Scotland games. But, yeah, it's um, it's a bit tedious at times when you've got so many games. It seems yeah. to be sort of, yes, yeah, unnecessarily amount of games, really. It does, it just seems to be the way they do it these days. They always try and cram two or three fixtures in at the same time. It just feels like it goes on forever. But anyway, yeah. um, you're not getting away with that, <laughs> that little chat about the Scottish <laughs> Cup without telling us uh, just how far you got in the Scottish Cup, David. Um, just, I mean, yeah, I had one appearance in the semi-final. Mm-hmm. Um, an infamous, uh, sadly, an infamous day for Falkirk in uh, 2013, where we were sadly... Overturned by Hibs. Am I saying, David, you're up <laughs> well in the first half? Is that right? You know, first we were, half? Uh, we, I mean, yeah. Uh, so I was coming back from an injury, um, from a hamstring injury, three, three and a half weeks before. So I kind of rushed back to try and play, and I wasn't, um, I wasn't starting, unfortunately. Um, but the team was, uh, yeah, exceptional in the first half. I'm sure anyone that watched that day would, would deserve to be four, even five nil up going in at the break. Um, when bonuses were spent, we were looking, we were enjoying ourselves in the sunshine, and then, um, yeah, uh, Hibs turned it round in the second half. Lee Griffiths, I think, scored a couple, and he was pretty, pretty good that day. Um, yeah, we went to extra time and and lost it in extra time, four three, and it was, yeah, probably one, probably 
toughest day as a as a player, I think, for for me, just the, the emotions of it all. A tough day all round, the fact you're one final up. Secondly, you've missed out on a chance to play in a Scottish Cup final, something that not many players get a yeah. chance to do. And obviously, your win bonus was spent and there was no win bonus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, unfortunately, um, I think they scored right at the start of the second half and they were absolutely hammered. Yeah, they were really, really piling the pressure on. We made a we made a few changes. I think we made three changes before it went to three two. I was one of the ones that came on, and uh, we just couldn't couldn't. I mean, get you out. came on, David. What was the score at the time? Uh, it was three one. Yeah. Ah, see, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we just couldn't turn the tide. It was really. It was just one of those days. It was a a lot of Hibs fans obviously had come over from Edinburgh and they, was, they were shooting into the Hibs end, and it was just just couldn't stop the tide and it was it was uh yeah one of those days it just um sometimes you get them sometimes you get them yeah um, i don't, I don't to, think it's ever happened to me uh losing three a three nil defeat uh lead so yeah that will be a, a first and only uh funnily enough the other semi-final followed a similar pattern that finished four three after extra time as well which celtic won uh, the question i was going to ask you was lee griffith scored with five minutes to go an extra time would you have stepped up and taken a penalty Oh, uh, definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd I'd taken one. I've, we played Dundee United in the League Cup quarterfinal the season before, and I took a penalty. So uh, I would definitely be. I would definitely have stepped up. Yeah. Did you have a corner, David? Or was it? Nah, nah, not really. <laughs> Just whatever I felt. Which we like against Dundee United. I remember the keeper dived to his right the first two penalties, and I was on the third one. So I thought, oh, he'll go left this time, and he did. So yeah, that would be my thought process. Good. So anyone in Norway listening to the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, must, must apologise, David, for bringing all those bad memories yeah, back. Yeah. But um, I think we're, we're proud on the Gambler podcast to say that we collectively have appeared in a semi-final of the Scottish <laughs> Cup. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Greg and I can't really point the fingers too much at you over that one. Um, and just before we move on to Scottish stuff, uh, the Norway f- season was supposed to be starting this Monday. That's been delayed, and we now have a new date for yeah. when it's going to kick off. Yeah, that was just sort of announced, I think, maybe even today, uh, officially, the uh, Saturday the 8th of May. It's going to kick off, and there's going to be um, six rounds in May of uh, full fixtures. So that'll be a nice nice start to cool. the year. Um, yep. really, um, really looking forward to that. And I uh, need to start writing my previews again because I, t- I decided to stop until the teams mm. were announced. And actually just today as well, Kasper Junker, uh, top mm-hmm. scorer in the Elite Serie last year, 28 goals I think he scored in the league. Um, he has signed for the Urawa Red Diamonds in Japan. He's been uh, trying to push through a move and it looks like he's got a move. Um, probably not the one he was after, but I think it will probably be life-changing money for him. And uh, I was going to say, That's yeah. the way it goes. Good money for him. Um, yeah, we'll uh, no doubt cover the Norwegian elite this year in, in, in detail before kick-off on the 8th of May, uh, so we'll look forward to that. But this one, we're all about the Scottish uh, Cup this weekend, and indeed there's games in the Championship and League 2, which we're going to have a look at. But Greg, we're going to start off with Friday night's game, which is the Highland Derby at Ross County v Inverness. Yeah, so it's been two years now since these two last met, obviously Inverness in the Championship. Um, and it's a, it's a match that is kind of always do for cards. Now, at the moment, the bookies have been very, very lazy this week. Um, it's now, what, Friday, Thursday evening, 
and we still don't have any card markets on this match. And I think Bet365 have 18 markets available on the Scottish games when there should probably be 80 odd. Mm. So I'm hoping that we should start to get markets tonight slash tomorrow. Uh, But in terms of these two sides, both top of the respective leagues in terms of cards, um, I guess a side full of animals really. When you look at the last five meetings between the sides, um, there's been nine, six, four, 11 and four cards in those five matches. I'm looking through each team itself. So Inverness themselves, um, actually in a decent run at the moment, obviously missing manager John Robertson through compassionate leave. And I think Billy Dodds and Neil McCann are just kind of filling in for him at the moment. But they're actually in decent form in Inverness. should be a very competitive match. They've had eight players now this season who have received three or more cards. Uh, Brad McKay's got seven. Stephen Walsh has got six. Scott Allardyce has got six. And the last two I mentioned there, they obviously play um, middle of the park. So um, they should be right in the thick of the action. And when you look at Ross County, it's even worse or better, depending <laughs> on how you look at it. Um, they've got 10 players this season who've had three or more cards. Obviously, we can step forward. Card King Ian Vigers. Mm. <laughs> He's on 13 yellows and a red card this season. It's just a shambles, really, isn't it? And that's a quiet season for him. Saying that, he's not started games recently. He's been on the bench, so I'm not sure he'll, he'll even start, actually, on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Donaldson, you've got Draper. Um, I think there's quite a few players on each side who have played for each team as well. Mm-hmm. I know Draper was at um, Inverness at some point. And you've also got uh, Jordan Tilson and Harry Payton as well. So lots and lots of candidates here for a booking. Um, only McBookie at the moment offering any player cards. I expect to see that change hopefully tonight or tomorrow. Um, so I'm not really sure yet what sort of market we'll get on 4+. plus. It might be very, very short to be fair. And it might be 5+, plus, which I probably wouldn't be keen to go for. Uh, but what, what I will do is I'll keep an eye out and think at the moment with Bookie, you can get Tilson, Walsh and Allardyce all to be booked. And that, I think that's 28 to 1 um, with McBookie. I think Tilson has been booked in three of his last five games now for Ross County. He plays in the middle of the park and so does Walsh and Allardyce. So it's going to be a very competitive game on a pretty poor pitch, I think. I don't think um, Dingwall pitch is looking great at the moment. Uh, I might have improved over the last couple of weeks, but I expect it to be a battle, and I'm expecting plenty of cards. Yeah, and it's also a fixture that usually throws up goals as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. I think, um, having looked through previous meetings, I think um, both teams to score has landed now in 11 of the last 15, and I think the last five have all seen both teams to score, and most of them over 2.5. So definitely a game which we could see goals. What you could say is Inverness's games have been absolutely dire. Yeah. So void of goals, it's incredible. Um, so you've probably got a question, where are the goals going to come from, from Inverness? But mm-hmm. it is a derby in the old cliche that forms out the window in a derby. Um, Ross County have got more pressing matters to contend with in terms of staying up. I don't think a Scottish Cup run is at the top of John Hughes' um, priorities at the moment. No. Um, saying that as well, Inverness are in the mix of a push to remain in the playoff spot so um, it's probably a match both teams could do without to be honest with you and I know that's probably on the the Scottish Cup but both have got much more important matters in terms of league business to contend with 
as a Highland Derby though, and you know local bragging rights if nothing else are at stake. So still plenty to play for. Um, just having a wee look at the referees, Nick Walsh. Um, he's averaging two point six nine cards, yellow cards per game in the the Scottish Premiership. Uh, so he's not not too far off the, the top of that list there. Yeah, I guess the the, the referee um, stats are quite interesting. It's always good when you look at the stats and they're high and you go great. He's going to book everyone, but it doesn't always work out like that. It doesn't. I just think, given the players we've got on the pitch tomorrow night, there's probably seven or eight players you could probably call out who could get a booking. I'm just hoping it lives up to that. Okay, so we're still waiting on pricing. Price is coming up for all the card markets, especially at Bet365 on this one. Yeah, I would say quite a few of the players are quite short. I think Brad Mackay is only 5-4. to four. Uh, Stephen Walsh is evens I think it is that's how short it is mm. but I think Jordan Tilson looks probably the best priced county player to get booked at 5-2 to two. but nice. I'll probably put something on the channel as soon as they come out that's with McBookie currently yes. okay. yep. David any thoughts on this one? Yeah, uh, no, not too much obviously that is a well-worn path uh, Ross County to Inverness um, players seem to once they've moved up there it's quite a Easy move, isn't <laughs> it? Like, if, if, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a bit like that though. Like, because quite often they're always they they don't seem to be in the same division that often. Mm. They kind of switch about and stuff. So quite often, like a team will go down and then they'll take a couple of players from the the other. And yes, it's, it's going to be a lot of um, players that know each other well off the pitch as well. So should be a bit of needle. Uh, just interesting that uh, that average cards for Nick Walsh is quite high you said I mean that is a low number generally isn't it if you look at other leagues um, yeah I guess so obviously yeah. Scottish Scottish football yeah he's kind of mid, sorry mid, it is more aggressive yeah he's mid-tableish he's I wouldn't class him as either certainly right. I mean Scottish football obviously is probably more aggressive than a lot of uh, leagues around Europe but um, so maybe refs are a little bit more lenient mm. yeah. any betting angles from your point of view uh, not in that, not in that match. I mean, I think Ross County are well priced, but um, as you say, it's yeah they've got more important matters with staying in the division. Yeah, should be quite an entertaining watch, as you say, Greg. I think it's a struggle to see where the goals are going to come from from an Inverness point of view, but history would point to the fact that there are usually goals in this game. So that one's live on BBC Scotland at seven thirty-five on Friday night. If you fancy tuning in, yep. On to Saturday, and we've got, I think we've got about a dozen Scottish Cup games on Saturday, Greg. Where, where do you want to start? Oh, it's horrible, isn't it? Really horrible. Um, looking through the games, there's really a struggle to find anything, really. You've got Aberdeen at Dumbarton in the early kickoff. I think it's quarter past 12 or half past 12. Aberdeen, one goal in a million games. Um, <laughs> one to eight to win the match. <laughs> um, yeah, just on, just on that, Dumbarton are playing tonight and playing on Tuesday, so I guess that's why the price is so. Uh, so yeah, that's a good point. We'll probably touch upon that in a second. The yeah. amount of games that the League One and League Two sides are having to play, uh, bearing in mind the majority of them are part time, got full time jobs, having to travel over the country. Um, some very, very short prices. Motherwell at, for Martin as well, um, Kelly at Steady. And you've got very, very short prices on Celtic and Rangers, both at 1-25. to um, Celtic at home to Falkirk. Is it a home to Falkirk? A week at Falkirk? Yeah, home, home to Falkirk, yeah. At home. Oh, shot, Cora, they got a, a home tie. So did Rangers um, <laughs> at 1-25. to So very little opportunity there. But I think there's a couple of nuggets um, 
in terms of goals potentially. And mm-hmm. I know that Davis found the nice angle on Air United at home to Clyde. Yeah, just one of those one of those games as well. Um, Clive played Tuesday night. They're playing tonight again, and they play Saturday afternoon. For a part time team who like part time teams don't have the resources to have twenty two, twenty three players that are good enough to to start games. So it's absolutely horrible that they have to play so many games. Um, Clyde as well, they're not out of trouble at the bottom. Um, of League One and they definitely want to be staying in the league so I'd imagine they'll be taking the league game more seriously than the Scottish Cup game um, They've Airbus. had a couple of good results haven't they Clyde recently? Yeah, but I just think the fact that they have played Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday yes. um, and you'll know better than anyone in terms of body recovery yes, it's, if you're it's working full time well and you're playing a full time side yeah. so full time they have done pretty well under um, Hopkins since, since yeah. he came in uh, a bit disappointing. You can only manage a two-two draw on Saturday at Air to yeah, end my yeah. winning that run. And uh, not that, not that I'm better, but <laughs> you'd have to fancy um, yeah. Air to win this comfortably. Yeah, so, I yeah, think I mean, make it six. This would be their sixth game in fourteen days for Clyde. Yeah, I mean, which is a big big ask of any squad. Yeah, it's a big ask of any squad. To, to like, that imagine that was Liverpool. They'd be Klopp would be <laughs> complaining all. The time. <laughs> no, I mean, I just think Air United are. Or they are short priced, but um, to to be leading at half time and go on to win the game half time full time, they're eleven. Was it twenty one to twenty yeah. on bet three six five? And I just think Clyde's legs will be very very heavy by the time they get in the start of the game. Um, air will be fresh. They've got yeah a full week's training behind them. Um, full time team. I just I can't see anything other than giving Clyde a, a good uh, beating just based purely on the fact that Clyde will be. Uh, very tired, so half time, full time, twenty one to twenty looked like a good price. It's a nice yeah. angle, and I think I'll be looking at once hopefully other markets appear. I think eight to score both halves could be a shoot yeah. as well, um, mm. possibly in the handicap market as well. But yeah. I expect eight to win this by two or three goals. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Clyde fare tonight. They play East Fife tonight in uh, in League One. Um, I'm guessing that won't have any bearing on your thoughts for Saturday, David. No, not at all. It's not at all. I mean, I think even if if they win well tonight, those players like they they can't play the same eleven again. I don't think two days later. Um, they and it's quite played, a tough game tonight. Yeah, it's a tough game, sides. and they played Peter Head. They got a really good result against Peter Head on Tuesday, but yeah, it's, it's even if they go and beat East Fife tonight, and it's two wins in the trot, they can't play the same eleven <laughs> three days out of five. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. going to be it's going to be really tough for them. Yeah. Okay, I think that's a good angle. So that's air to be winning at half time and full time at twenty one to twenty, um, which looks a really good price when you consider air a four to eleven to win over the ninety minutes. Um elsewhere in the Scottish Cup, Greg, uh, Dundee V St Johnson, is that match of the day? That is match of the day, and I'm absolutely devastated that I can't go to this match. It would have been an eight o'clock start on the train through to Dundee, few beers, good times. <laughs> Um, sleeping, said, sleeping by five I'll be watching it in the house <laughs> um, yes it should be a good game this one Dundee came back from 2-0 down at the weekend there they went I think 2-0 down very very early on against Dunfermline um, and probably at that point had to feel a little bit for McPake I think he's under a bit of pressure at Dundee uh, given the recent results but at home 
plenty of goals at the ends, and I think you've called it out before in previous weeks. There seems to be loads of goals in Dundee games. Yeah. Um, I can't see us not scoring at the ends on Saturday. I think we're 10 to 11, which I think is not a bad price. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't be touching the match because I'd, I'd like to enjoy it <laughs> from a fan perspective. <laughs> um, but I think over 2.5 goals has got a really good chance. And I think Dundee have got some really good players going forward. They score lots of goals, Dundee, to be fair to them. But they can't defend. Mm-hmm. Just conceding so many goals at home. Um, what? How many times have they conceded two goals this season at home? Quite a few. So I think goals is probably the best angle for this match. Um, Jason Cummings is obviously scoring goals for Dundee. Um, I've actually got quite an attack inside Dundee, actually. But defensively, they're a bit of a shambles. And obviously St. Johnson FC, League Cup winners, top six. <laughs> top six again, um, courtesy of our friend Dick McDonald's St. Mirren's collapse. Yeah, he was absolutely gutted, <laughs> Towards the he? final weeks. <laughs> so um, we've had obviously two weeks rest. We should be ready to go, actually. But I guess with these Scottish Cup games, it's all about how you approach the match. And if we turn up on Saturday, we should win the game. But I do think there's a chance Dundee could score. And I think goals is probably the best approach here. OK. Anything from you on this one, David? Yeah, no, I agree um, on uh, the St. Johnston uh, price. Is, I mean, I, it's hard to bet when they're uh, low, uh, worse than evens. But I just think um, Callum Davidson, like, what a job he's done. He's I mean, he probably as manager of the year. Obviously, Gerard's going to win it. Um, but yeah, to, to be top six again, uh, to win the cup. I just, I mean, there's no pressure on them now. They're not going to, like, they can't go anywhere in the league now. Um, so they can try and have a good run in the Scottish Cup as well and really make it a memorable season. I just think um, Dundee, they're pushing for those playoff spots. They've got probably got an eye on that more than they do in the cup. I know, and also, I know it's a Tayside derby, but Dundee don't really see it that way. It's Whoa, much, so think, wait a second. <clears throat> there's more. <laughs> there's definitely more in it than the St. Johnson side, I think. And I think um, St. Johnson are playing well, even since the cup final. They've uh, they've not taken their foot off the gas. I think um, I think it could be one to maybe stick on the coupon if you've got it's a, it's a decent price around about evens. Um, could be worth sticking on the coupon for a, a wee accumulator. Yep, the over two and a half angle is 33 to 40. I was actually looking to see if I could price up a St. Johnson win and over two and a half, but pay three six five haven't even got that <laughs> priced up just yet, uh, which is pretty pretty poor from them so far. But what yeah, I would think... say is this game, sorry, this game, when I checked prices earlier on, I'm fairly certain it was one even money. Mm. So again, it just shows, just try and get on your bets on early. Yeah. Um, there's no point in hanging about until Friday tea time Saturday morning because by that point, in most matches, um, the price is gone. Yeah. Okay, doke. Greg, there's a, an old Premiership clash between Hamilton and St Mirren. Um, as you touched on, St Mirren now doomed to finish in the, the bottom six uh, of a table, having had a right good chance to finish in that top half, but just couldn't go over the line. And my only notes on this one is that uh, both teams could probably do without meeting each other in the cup at this stage of the season. Yeah, it's not ideal, to be fair. Um, I think it's Hamilton, obviously, fighting relegation. St Mirren now are essentially, this is their biggest game of the season now for St Mirren. Um, and no danger of being dragged into any relegation battle. They'll finish, probably, imagine, best of the rest in the bottom six. 
don't concede many goals. Um, it's a match, I think, that we probably will see corners in. Uh, Hamilton do tend to rack up some decent numbers. There was plenty of corners in the last match, but like you say, they played last time, they're playing again on Saturday, and they're going to play at some point in the bottom six split. Mm-hmm. So they'll be sick of the sight of each other, really. A bit like Scotland and Israel. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a tough game to call, to be honest with you. I don't think either, well, Hamilton especially, I don't think he'll be overly concerned about this match. Um, they've obviously got a kind of three-way battle with Kilmarnock and Ross County to stay up. Uh, but you might get a reaction at St Mirren. The disappointment of finishing bottom six might spur them on. Um, not a game I'd be touching, but if it was to pick a winner here, I would probably um, go for um, St Mirren. I thought you were going to say football there. <laughs> football, <laughs> football wins. Uh, David, do you think along the same lines, I guess? Yeah, yeah Hamilton, obviously, uh, as usual, got that, um, got that battle for the bottom three. Uh, yeah, it's much more important than a cup run, I think, for them. I just, I mean, that's an absolute kick in the teeth for St Mirren a couple of weeks ago, and I just, I wonder how they will recover from that. I think Jim Goodwin seems like the type of guy that he would get them, get them going again properly. And uh, yeah, I can see them, I can see them winning this. But yeah, it's not a game that you're going to expect goals, is it? There's been what lot of draws and a one 0 win to St Mirren, so. Yeah, it's going to be probably a low-scoring affair, and uh, maybe St Mirren just edging it. St Mirren are twenty-one to twenty, Greg. Are they? So that's, that's, just speaking about that now, it's quite fancy St Mirren actually. I just think, given what's happened to them, where Hamilton are, I think possibly St Mirren to score and some St Mirren corners is probably a shout as well. So maybe as an angle I'll look at um, for the channel this week. Okay, talking yourself in here as we as we yeah, speak. Yeah, I'm actually yes. Um, there's a few other games I'd quite like to just. Briefly touch on, um, don't know how much homework you've done on Barora Rangers v Stringrar, guys. Uh, all I do know is it's a long, long trip. I don't think they come much longer than that, really, do they? Um, Probably not. One end of Scotland to the other. I just kind of wanted to mention the fact that what a week it's been for, for Barora, obviously knocking hearts out, so we should probably... Winning the title. Yeah. Crown champions, having played three three games, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three games unbeaten, probably should flesh that out a wee bit for people who are unfamiliar. So uh, I think they had a vote and they decided they were going to um, settle the league and Highland League based on average points. One, Brora had played three games, they'd won their three games, and I think they won the league effectively by a goal or two on goal difference yeah. mm. um, having said that they were champions last year and were denied yeah. the opportunity to play in a playoff which could have seen that them has a lot to do with it yeah, doesn't it I think so I think it was a convenient um, decision to, to uh, make Brora champions but what a week uh, put hearts out of the cup which I yeah. guess <laughs> don't I mean that's, that's one of the biggest that. shocks in Scottish Cup history not yeah, has to be, it's definitely in my life team anyway. Not it's just because of the shot. game, but because Hearts had been playing and match fit and Broder hadn't. That's their first game for months. Yeah, it's a really strange one for Hearts. I don't know what's going on what's going on there with Robbie just now. But um yeah, it's an interesting game. It will be a tough one for Stranraer to go up there. Obviously Broder don't have much to to lose. Um quite often though when teams knock out a big team, the next the game after they get Sort of, they just take their eye off the ball, or they don't have the same intensity, and and they get beaten by a lead team. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how Stranraer do. Although Stranraer's form isn't 
great, is it, in the League 2 just now? Uh, they've been doing been doing okay actually. Strenard, they lost to Queen's Park. Um they drew with Cowden Beef last week, but they're still still in a shout shout yeah. coming up. Yeah, I think that it's fairly tight underneath Queen's Park in that division. Yeah. I was thinking along the same lines as you, David. I was kinda of thinking that, you know, have Brora you know, is that the pinnacle that they're going to reach and is it all just downhill from here for for them? Um obviously they've no more big games to play now the league is finished. So they've effectively Got this game, um, which could be their last yeah. game, of, last game of the season. Uh, and I thought Strenard at seventy-five uh, wasn't a bad price. Should also point out that um, Brora did actually draw with Forfar and Cove in the League Cup, the uh, Betfred Cup earlier in the season. So, yeah. um, although yeah, I totally agree that the result against Hearts is one of the biggest uh, Scottish Cup shocks, certainly in recent times. It's for the context as well, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brora actually a fairly decent outfit, but I was just keen to see if you guys had any thoughts on on that game. And you know, was it going to be after the Lord Mayor's parade for for Brora? You know, had they had a big yeah. moment in the sun? Um, so that'd be quite an interesting one to watch out for. Um, the other one I quite like to look of was Edinburgh sixty four against Forfar. Now this is Forfar who are ninth in League One against Edinburgh who are second in League Two. And uh, Edinburgh have won their three games since returning from the break. Uh, they've actually only been beaten uh, four times this season, twice to Queen's Park. Oh no, I'm talking rubbish. Been beaten four times this season. Uh, Stirling, Stranraer, Stenhouse, and Cowdenbeath. But it certainly seems to have been hitting some better for them um, in the latter part of the season and obviously since the break. And I just thought they were quite a decent price at 64 against a 4 for side who are, are struggling for results at the moment. And maybe like some of the other teams that we've touched on have got bigger fish to fry in terms of trying to retain their survival in, in League One. Well, I think um, Forfar will obviously be pleased with their point uh, for Hill during the week there. Um, I don't think anyone gave them a chance. I think Partick Thistle went off at 1-6 to six, um, on Tuesday night uh, to beat Forfar. It's very, very tight at the bottom of League One. There's not really a lot between like Peterhead, uh, Dumbarton, Forfar. They are the league above Edinburgh City, obviously. But as you say, Edinburgh City have come back really well mm-hmm. from three. And you'd expect them to be up there challenging at the top end of, of League Two. It's just a shame for them. They've run into a really, really good and impressive Queen's Park side. Yeah, all, time, normally, Park, yeah. yeah normally their points total at the moment would probably be good enough to be top. Um, so I think you're probably right. For me, it's going to be a really tight game. Um, obviously, four for bottom of the league, but it is, it is very tight. And I expect this game, um, either side to win by one goal. But I probably couldn't call it, but I can see the value side possibly on Edinburgh City to win this. Yeah, and before we before we leave the Scottish Cup, Craig, you've kind of touched on a few potential goals angles, and you think you've got a, a goals double that might be worthwhile taking on on Saturday? Yeah, well, I had a look through them and I thought, don't want to be sitting here on Saturday at 4.45 and I've seen Motherwell score six goals. So I think at the moment you've got two matches here. Formantine versus Motherwell and Kilmarnock versus Stenhouse Muir. Yep. So, obviously, two Premiership sides playing against a Highland League side and the League Two side. Um, Motherwell are in decent enough shape coming into this, obviously. Kilmarnock got a huge win last time out against Motherwell, to be fair, which was Tom Wright's first win. So, I think here, both of these Premiership sides should have too much quality. And it'd be a real, real shame 
if these two games didn't finish over 2.5 goals. Um, I think Kelly should manage to rack up a few goals in their match away at Steny and the same for Motherwell up in the Highlands. So um, over 2.5 goals, double pays evens, which I think is not a bad shout. Yeah. Yeah, both of them are short prices. Kamala at 1 to 5 to win it away and Motherwell are 1 to 14. So yeah, you'd expect goals in each of those, I guess. Okay, anything else in the Scottish Cup or have we done it to death so far? Um, there's one match left to go. I think Dungeon United are home to Thistle. Yep. Um, Dungeon United are 1-5 to five to win that match, um, which is probably a fair a fair price, to be fair, given they're playing a part at Thistle side who can only claim two points from nine at home to Peterhead and Barton and Forfer. Um, they, they blew a massive chance to claw back the gap on Falkirk at the weekend. Uh, sorry, on Tuesday night. Um, with their draw against Forfar, so I don't really hold too much hope for Thistle. They've got a decent enough squad for League One, Thistle, but I think Dungeon United have actually had a pretty solid season uh, without doing anything extravagant or fancy. Um, I think Mickey Mellon will be pretty pleased this season, come back up, done a decent enough job, and no danger really of being drawn into the relegation battle. So they'll be looking forward to this game at home, and they should take care of Thistle, I think. Yeah, it's still a wee bit of a niggle between these two clubs, I think, dating back to Jackie McNamara, going back to going to Dundee United, um, and obviously in McCall's back at Thistle, so uh, it should be quite a fiery affair, I would have thought, um, at Tannadice on Saturday. Yeah, it's not a bad shout, actually. I don't know if we can get card markets for it or not. Um, interesting to see what, what, what the markets are saying for this match. Mm-hmm. But at 1-5, you'd expect United to win this comfortably. But... Yeah. It is a Scottish Cup tie and strange things happen. They do indeed, especially where party thistle are concerned. <laughs> uh, OK, so there's a couple of games in the Championship and there's three in League Two on Saturday as well. So we're going to have a look at Dunfermline v Hearts on Saturday. Uh, and I'm unashamedly going to steal some stats from Pine Bovril, um, who tweeted after Dunfermline's game in midweek. So Dunfermline have now took or sorry, they did take 13 points from their first five games this season, and they've now just take seven, taken 17 points from their next 16 games. So they are really struggling for form. Uh, now three league defeats on the bounce, and they've also been out the Scottish Cup as well in the last 11 days. Uh, Hearts, I don't know where to start with Hearts, just two wins in eight for them. They're out of the Cup, as we touched on, to Brora Rangers. Unbelievably, they're still 10 points ahead in the Championship um, but you quite fancied them at the weekend Greg against Inferman Yeah so I can appreciate people are probably listening to this going Jesus you can't touch hearts surely not um, I guess there's two reasons why one the Inferman are in dire straits at the moment you've kind of stolen my thunder really all that great stuff you just rattled on a minute ago <laughs> Apologies but, like, <laughs> like you say They've had a great start to the season, but it's been a grim two or three months for, for um, Dunfermline now. Um, lost in Verness, got knocked out of the Scottish Cup by Morton, beaten by Dundee, and they were absolutely battered by Wraith. That could have been 7 or 8-1 against yeah. their rivals. Yeah. Uh, I had a quick look on social media today on the um, Dunfermline official Twitter page after the result against Wraith. And let's just say um, Dunfermline fans are not happy. <laughs> I think uh, Stevie Crawford wanted to get a result soon, but I don't see him getting one on Saturday. They're actually in danger now of missing out in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Inverness have kicked on. He had a marginal finish second. 
And who else is there at the moment? Wraith. Wraith. Wraith, sorry, yeah, Wraith are sitting second at the moment. So they're in actually real danger of missing out, which would be a catastrophe given their start. Um, I think for a club like Dunfermline, the playoffs has got to be the minimum they're looking at. Obviously, it's difficult this season with Hearts being in the league, but at the start of the season, we're very clear remit, you must make the playoffs. And if you don't, it's a huge, huge disappointment. In terms of Hearts, like you say, where do you, where do you start with Hearts? Um, the worst result in their history last week at Brewer Rangers. Um, I actually backed Hearts at home to Queen of the South on Saturday, thinking, right, it's a freak result. Hearts still have a very, very good team on paper. Um, Queen of the South haven't won at Tynecastle since even before you were born. So <laughs> a long time ago. Um, I think 1963, the last one there. So I Only saw just. the goals that um, Hearts conceded that day. It was just a shambles. Defensive. It was a great own goal, to be fair, from <laughs> Irving. Uh, they tried to play it out from the back, ball got accepted early on, and as you say, they were a, a really poor own goal. Um, Robin Nielsen has to be under pressure. And I don't like coming on here talking about managers being under pressure and losing their job, but let's be honest, any three of us could have managed that Hearts team to the Championship this season in that league with that team. Um, they're 10 points clear, which is a catastrophe, really. They, they shouldn't be 10 points clear. And I think as you called out Paul a few times this season all the other teams below them just keep slitting each other's throats mm-hmm. and that's why they've got a 10 point lead so two wins in eight um, there has to have been some soul searching done this week after two diabolical results uh, I, I don't want to take anything away from Queen of the South's result on Saturday but surely Hearts have to come back with a performance here I'm not even backing them to win you can back them to win at evens um, but maybe just can't trust them defensively I still think they look a decent enough shout to score two or more goals here at 10-11 to 11. especially given the fact that this is a Dunfermline side who have now conceded eight goals in their last two games against what you would say is probably the league's best strike force Yeah, I think that's a very very decent shout you just, you just can't see Hearts losing three games in a row can you? Especially when you consider one was at Brora one was a home game against Queen of the South, and now, you know, they face a trip to Dun- a one side that's only won more one of the last five, is it? Yeah. Um, this this bet's more driven on Dunfermline's form at the moment and how they're playing. Um, when you look through the heart side, it's just embarrassing, really, how poor they've been. Yeah. Um, obviously, we speak about budgets and players' wages and stuff like that, but they just dwarf every other club in that league in terms of budget and wages and all that sort of stuff. So um, I'm hopeful <laughs> um, that come Saturday they get to grips with themselves and they can get a result. Um, I, I do expect Hearts to win this game, um, but I'm happy to take them to score two or more. Okay. David, thoughts on that one? Yeah, no, I like I, I like the, the price and I do think it's a good uh, angle just to play devil's advocate, though uh, they have played them twice this year and both times not managed to score two. So I don't know if there's something in the style of play that maybe Dunfermline have that doesn't suit Hearts, Hearts uh, attacking-wise. But yeah, I do think um, there has to be reaction this week. Uh, otherwise, Robbie could be in... They just have to be, doesn't I mean, the, I thing with, the thing with Robbie, uh, like, basically, they had to get promoted. That was that is that is it, and they're going to do it. Um, and then in the summer, they can go again. 
I just think um, it's, it can be difficult. Like you saw Rangers when they were in the championship, they failed to get up the first year, which is just, I mean, amazing to think about. But it can be difficult when you've got that much expectation to to just keep grinding at results, especially when you're not used to doing that. Um, I mean, most of these players will have played in teams that haven't been part of sort of winning every week, so it's probably a mindset that they're not used to. Um, but yeah, I, I do think when you look at the the squad, um, the, there has to be some sort of reaction this week. And yeah, Dunfermline, obviously their form's really poor, and uh, I think uh, Arts coming into this game is probably big, yeah big favourites even. If, so, if Hearts yeah. fail to score two goals here, I will be campaigning for Robin Nielsen's resignation. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I'll be at Tynecastle. I was going to say we're at Tynecastle for the the bus coming back from <laughs> Fife. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you'd be the only one, Greg, to be fair. If, uh, I think Hearts they've been there win. already this week, haven't they? Have they? I think yeah, so. there was about 150 fans outside Tynecastle on Saturday after the Brewer Rangers game. Yeah. So God knows how many would have turned up after the Queen at South match, to be fair. <laughs> okay, so Hearts are 10 to 11 to 1, Greg. They've been nibbled in a wee bit from that even spot. The bet for you is 10 to 11 on them to score two or more goals at East End Park. Yes. Okay, and last but not least, we're going to delve into the League Two and our old podcast favourites, Queen's Park, who <laughs> are probably only a win or two away from um, securing promotion, Greg. Um, they are unbeaten in the league. Um, they've only dropped four points this season, but <laughs> unlike uh, Hearts, they're only seven points ahead uh, in League Two. And they, I was going to say they host Stirling Albion on Saturday, but they, you were saying the game's been played at Falkirk and this is their game in hand, so a real chance to put a gap between themselves and Edinburgh and indeed Stirling on Saturday. Yeah, um, it's been quite fascinating watching the Queen's Park story unfold. Um, they're obviously a side that throughout my whole lifetime so far have always been in the bottom tier of Scottish football. Um, correction. Uh, <laughs> um, hold on a minute here. I was part of the promotion winning side in uh, 2006, 2007. I'll have you fight. Mostly. Uh, yeah, right. I'll take that back. I was going to be amateurs as well. Not this, not this full-time nonsense. Exactly. So, mm. it's obviously off the park, they've got things in a good place. They no longer play at Hamden. They will play at a redeveloped lesser Hamden, and that's why they're playing at Falkirk on, on Saturday. And as you'll know, at that place, David, it's a very big pitch, as you say. Yeah, cracking. I really at, like that surface as well. I know. Yeah, it's... so I think um, seven points clear, game in hand. This for me is the title-winning match for them. If they win this, it's game over. Lights out. They're going to win the league anyway, to be fair. But they'll want to go ten points clear. Um, we keep talking about side uh, Ray McKinnon's kind of built here, but spent a lot of money. Let's not beat about the bush. They have spent money. They've invested heavily on and off the field. Um, I think, again, for this match here, looking at their form recently, as you say, unbeaten. I think since our last podcast, they delivered an app for us. I yeah. think when we were at home, 3-0. Um, they were, what, 10-11 to win that match, which is incredible, really. They've then gone to Brecon and won 2-0, and they beat Albion Rovers away 3-0. So, I've got no issues at all with this match being played at Falkirk. Um, they've scored two or more goals now in their last eight games. So in each of their last eight games, they've scored at least twice. 
and they've got goals right through the side, really. Um, really is a, a luxury squad that he's got there to deal with. And, as David said, they're full-time. Uh, there's no other full-time club in League Two. So he'll freshen things up, and I fully expect Queen's Park to score two goals against a Sterling side who are, I guess, sitting joint second. So it's a big match for them, to be fair. Um, they've got an opportunity to to claw the gap back on Queen's Park. I just think uh, Queen's Park are going to have too much quality here. And this was shared in the channel, I think, on Monday for Queen's Park to score two or more at five to six. It's now four to five, but I still think it's worth backing. Yeah, it's still back about that price. David, I guess you're not going to disagree with much of that. No, um, not not really, no. Sterling Albion, I've made some decent... I think they signed three boys from Darville um, just before they... Sort of, yeah, just before they restarted. Um, two former teammates of mine, I believe, Daniel Meggett and um, who was the other one? I know Jordan Kip- Jordan Kirkpatrick as well. Kirkpatrick, easy for me to say. Yeah, so they, they made some decent sort of additions just before the, the restart and they seem to be playing all right. But yeah, I do think Queen's Park are just a sort of level above everyone else in that league. And I, yeah, I can see them winning and scoring two. Definitely in that pitch out at Falkirk, it's really, really big, nice surface. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a home win. I must admit, I'm still surprised we're getting that sort of price on Queen's Park, to be fair. Um, they're 8 to 15 to win the match now, but I think when this opened up, they were as big as 4 to 6. But it's quite a discrepancy there between them to win and score two. Yeah. And um, when you look at it's always a, a quandary we have, and we speak about this a lot. Um, about backing a team to win or backing a team to score two goals. Um, I think last weekend was a prime example of that one. Really fancy there down at Aloha. Uh, they went 1-0 up. And the minute Aloha equalised, I went, oh, bugger. Why haven't I gone two goals for there instead? And you could say, yeah, if they win 1-0, then it's the right call. But I think more often than not, I'll probably, with the stats support it and the game supports it, go for two goals or more rather than a team to win. Yeah, I mean, the only result that beats you there is 1-0, you yeah, know, exactly. as long as the team wins. So often goals is the best angle. And I think you've made a really good case for the Queen's Park goals, given, what did you say, they scored two or more in the last eight games Yes. in the league. So to get that kind of price, which is an in inverted commas, a home game against Sterling Albion, um, I think you've got to take it. And just to kind of back up David a wee bit um, in his Queen's Park career, he was actually named in the third division team of the year whilst he was at Queen's Park, am I right, David? Uh, yes, I was. Yeah, so put that in your pipe and smoke it, <laughs> Mr Brown. <laughs> okay, uh, that probably covers just about every angle of the, the Scottish game this weekend. Can you give us a wee recap of your best bets for the weekend, then start with yourself, Greg? So there'll be a cards bet from the Ross County Inverness match shared on the channel tomorrow, uh, just waiting on prices. Um, this weekend's nap is Queen's Park to score two goals against Stirling Albion, and that is well, was five to six. It's now four to five with bet three six five, and I'm taking um, Hearts to score two or more goals away to Dunfermline on Saturday at ten to eleven, and I'm also taking over 2.5 goals in the Kilmarnock and Motherwell Scottish Cup games and that pays evens Okay, David Yeah, uh, just one for me and that is uh, Ayr United at home to Clyde on Saturday it's half time, full time and that pays 21 to 20 with bet 365 
Thank you very much. Now, don't forget, you can follow the guys on Twitter at Browning84Greg and at DWeatherston11. If you want more tips like these, then make sure you join Greg's Telegram channel where he posts his best bets daily. Just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details on how to sign up. You should also check out likeaweatherstone.blogspot.com, which is David's blog, which he will be bringing out of hibernation for the return of the <laughs> Norwegian elite season in a few weeks. So keep an eye out for that. This has been the Gambler Betting Podcast, where we have one Scottish Cup semi-final appearance between us. We have uh, a position in the third division team of the year between us, <laughs> and that is all we've got time for this week. So thanks very much for listening, and best of luck with your bets this weekend, guys. Cheers, thank you. Cheers, thank you.